Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. I can't fathom it at all. Like the government are, they're buying their heads in the sand of the problems that we that are out there. Um, and all we're looking for is a basic wage, livable wage, and to be looked after. That's basically what we're looking for, you know. And it's not out of the realms of the government, especially when they're talking about sitting on 16 billion. Um, surplus, and then within twenty, within twenty twenty five, there'll be twenty five billion surplus when they get all the corporate taxes back. So this thing of not having the money, uh, I just can't fathom it at all. Yeah. So since we last spoke, then Jack, what's been happening? I mean, I've spoken to Wayne Cox. He's, he's given me an update from the union perspective. But for a guy like you, who is a firefighter, um, you, you you just went back to normal, uh, being on, on standby on call, did you? Yeah, back to being on standby and very frustrated. Um, you know, and it must be confusing for the public. Are we on strike? We're not on strike. Um, you know, but we are on, on, on a, a terms of strike. But what we're doing is we'll always we'll always go to life-threatening calls, and we'll be like there'll be no there'll be no issue where the public could be left uncertain about that. You know. You have been getting support from other services. I mean, we heard yesterday on the programme from Ambulance Officer and Councillor Jerk Carty, and he unequivocally lent his support to you. And he talked about the fact that uh, on many occasions the Ambulance Service enlists the help of the fire services, not just fires, accidents, car accidents. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, we see the lads out there, uh, the, the men and women, of the, fire, uh, the, the paramedics out there, and they do unbelievable work as well. Um, and, and we try and help each other out as best we can, you know. Like, we're always great to see them there, and they're always great to see us, and we work together, and uh, it's fantastic. Can you talk to me a little bit about how being a firefighter impacts on your personal life? Uh, have, you, have you family, Jack? I have family. I have three kids. I have a, a, a 15-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 7-year-old. Yeah. Um, and getting to spend time with them and do things, it's, uh, it's very difficult, it's very hard. Uh, try to get someone to cover you, to cover your hours, it's it's uh, it's nearly impossible. You know, it's uh, it's it's very very disheartening when you're looking at the kids and they're heading off somewhere, and you're sitting there going, "This is madness!" Like you know. And yet you choose to be a firefighter, and that obviously is is like a vocation, uh, and it's something that's very close to your heart. Why why did you choose to become one? Um, I suppose it's it's the fact that you're you're helping the community. It's there's always this longing of wanting to help people and be there. Um, and supporting the community um, and working as a team and a team environment it's, it's fantastic the men and women that are in the service we all get on really well and we all look after each other uh, it's fantastic camaraderie you know um, and it's just yeah it is it is a vocation the job is just uh, sort of you know, it just gives you this great feeling of yeah. you know you're, you're helping people, and, and that's what it's all about for most of us. You know. Yeah, and are you actually living within a stone's throw here, Jack? Yeah, I'm not too far now. I'm just living up in Mansfield Drive, so it's not too far away. Yeah. Um, but there was a stage now where the landlady was selling up the house, and panic stations happened. You know. Yeah. Um, how did you call? How did you cope with that? It's very hard, you know, because I went to the council, had a chat with them, and. They couldn't help me, you know. Even though I was working with them for for the last thirteen years, nearly fourteen years now. Yeah. Um, have you got it sorted? Have it sorted now. We, we eventually eventually got the mortgage. Uh, yeah. But it was. Is it your was wife struggle. working? Is she? My wife is working. You know, there's plenty of sleepless nights, and 
you know, a bit of crying and everything. Like there was a lot of a lot of hardship. The emotions of it, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah. When you're knowing that you're, like your job is there, you can lose your job because you can't get a house. And do you work? I mean, she's working. And is this what you do full time, or do you work on top of this? Because some firefighters do work on top of being a part-time firefighter. Yeah, it's only a year ago I got a, I got a job with the council, um, gardening and, and looking at the trails over in, in the park there. You know, so yeah. you're trying to juggle two jobs and spend time with the family. It's it's. Uh, but it's giving you a little bit of comfort. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of respite now. Um, you know, but you know you shouldn't really have to have two jobs when you're doing this job. It's it's crazy. Like like there's a lot of talk about the need for a full-time fire service and the general feeling if there were to be one. It should be in the Wexford area because the percentage of fires are here. Would that cause friction within the fire service if an opportunity was presented to the Wexford firefighters in the town area to become permanent, whereas around the county, not so permanent, to remain part-time? No, not really, because at the end of the day, everyone's in the job. They know know what it takes for the job, and and Wexford Town being the biggest. uh, We have a couple of Seveso sites here, uh, sites that store a certain amount of chemicals. um, Yeah. And then we have, you have Nolan's Transport, you have Roaches Freight, you have big, big organisations and companies there. The harbour's been done up. And we've only 14 firefighters in Mitre Town covering a massive area. Mm. Like we go up as far as Blackwater, Isle Gates, Duncannon, uh, Banno, you know, Rossler Harbour, Kilmore, just yeah. 14 firefighters. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know like it's at the end of the day, we, we're fighting, we're fighting, basically, we're fighting for our lives here. You know, yeah. you know, like we want the community to be safe, and we want them to know that we're we're always going to be there for them. Yeah. You know, but we just need their support now. Do you find it ironic that the day after the A and E that you fought to survive, uh, the di- do you find it ironic that you, that the day after the A and E opened, you are on the picket line here again? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, uh, uh, Alan, because I was the first on the scene there, and. Uh, you know, and to hear the news, I, was, I listened to your show there, and it's great. And to hear that it was opening, it was fantastic. You know, it all gave us a lift here. To say, you know, it's back opening now, lads. And you know, for the people of Wexford and, and the outer community, like it's absolutely essential and fantastic for us. But uh, then to be back out there the next day is, oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's as hard as to fathom, you know. What for you personally would solve all this? Wayne has told us what uh, the union are looking for. Uh, is that what you're looking for as well? Is there something extra you're looking for? What would get you guys back working again? Yeah, no, it's, uh, the, the union have it all there. So you know, so hard it is. Like we're not looking for like under 40 million, 50 million will sort this whole lot out. Of, you know, yeah. it's as simple as that. Like, and they're sitting on a 16 billion surplus. It's it's crazy. Like, yeah. you're here for the long haul. Absolutely, yeah. Do you want it sorted sooner rather than later? Oh, yeah, the sooner the better, yeah. You know, I like the firefighters around the, the country and the county to stay strong, you know. Um, we have the public on our side, and like the, just let's re- reiterate that the public that we're not going to, we will be going to help them if the need comes, we don't want to be left stranded. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.